service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 89. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Simone Salsa. Simone, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was such a good time. Listener, if you have not yet, check out last week's episode. Make sure you are following Simone. She is on Twitter, at Simone in Seattle. You can find her on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash OnlySimone. I got links in the show notes from last week. Hit them show notes, click the link, show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at FullServicePod. I am at TankFunkadelic. If you enjoy the show, if you like what you're hearing in your ears, subscribe to the podcast. If you could, hit us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. That'll help us out so much for visibility. Write us a review. Oh, boy. I love you forever. For real. Uh, <laughs> if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is through our Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod. Each month, we have at least one Patreon-exclusive episode. If you want to hear that, Patreon.com slash pod. I mentioned it recently, probably the past three weeks. If you subscribe to the alcohol tier of our Patreon, you'll get a free month OnlyFans subscription, a friend of the podcast, Alexis Reynolds, Sweet Haley Grace, and Sophia Soma. All on the alcohol tier. What are you doing? Subscribe to the Patreon. Today, episode 89, I am so excited. My guest is a San Diego-based sex worker, Clover. She works as a companion. She is a content creator. She's currently on a 20-week cross-country tour, and I caught up with her a couple weeks ago when she was in Atlanta for a couple days. We discussed companionship, what goes into creating a 20-week tour. We talk about her start in sex work in New York City, why community within sex work is so vital, why porn gifts are better than porn itself, uh, the importance of taking breaks. We talk Marvel. We talk Hawaii. We talk the future. Uh, so excited for this episode. You can find Clover on Twitter at Clover Squirts. She is on OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Clover Squirts. Her website clovertravels.co I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy my conversation today with Clover. Welcome back listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is a San Diego based sex worker, Clover. Clover, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Stoked we can do this. This is a uh, hell yeah. Thanks for hell yeah. <laughs> Listeners, we are currently in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. Clover, how's uh, how's Atlanta treating you so far? Pretty good. Um, I'm actually gonna be coming back next month, so oh, that's nice. how good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Atlanta. Atlanta likes me. So hell yeah. Have you uh, have you seen any sites? Done anything fun? Or is it strictly working? What's uh, what's what's happening? You know, working, pampering, seeing my friends. That's nice. what I like to do. Go out to eat. Nice, nice. I've been to Atlanta a lot, so I've seen some of the sites. Oh, you've seen it all. If you've yeah, been to Atlanta a few yeah, times, you like... I've been to Atlanta like I've... 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all Atlanta has to offer, and I will be back. Cause... Most of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not all. <laughs> You're uh, visiting from San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. How, uh, how do you like San Diego? 
I love San Diego. It's, it's such an amazing place to be. Uh, the ocean breeze, the amazing weather all the time, cool people. I, I love it. Damn, hell yeah. I went to, I guess I went to San Diego in 2019 for the first time. Amazing city. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like. I, we we I drove from like LA to that that drive from like LA oh, to San Diego is like yeah. so beautiful through the nature reserve and like the air the, not the air force it's uh, there's like a nuclear power plant on the way there's a power plant but there's also an army base okay yeah 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 um Pendleton I think yeah okay yeah 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 I think it's like that's Marines what it is. yeah but it's really cool drive yeah and then you go through all the um beach towns well the the beach towns but also the lagoons oh, okay like surrounding the beach towns when i first moved to san diego i lived in one of those like beach towns with a lagoon around oh, it man. like it was it was a cool place Damn, yeah hell yeah yeah <laughs> you're uh constantly on the go traveling like mm-hmm. all the time do you have any favorite places to visit yeah, I can divide them up by by sector if you like. Okay. <laughs> so favorite for the South, it would be Atlanta and Raleigh. I would say both. I really, <laughs> Shout I really out to like, Raleigh. I really like both. Um, for like the the North Northeast, I'd say DC. Even though it's the cusp of that, DC is the best one. Okay. Midwest, Chicago, absolutely. Uh, Northwest, Seattle. Okay. Um. Southwest. What's happening in the Southwest? Uh, I mean, San Diego, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix is also very cool. I, I do like Phoenix. They have a really amazing botanical garden there with like cactus, like crazy cactuses and Damn. stuff. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'll say Phoenix. Okay. Um, overseas, I really like London a lot. I also really love the Netherlands and Italy. But but number one of all is Hawaii. Hawaii. Number one. Were you, you yeah. were just like in Hawaii for a, for a minute, right? Yeah, I was there for five weeks. Hey, how was how was Hawaii? Uh, it's it's literal paradise in the middle of nowhere. So you go to Hawaii and you feel like you can just live and let all of your shit like, stay back at the mainland. Damn, because like, you are three thousand miles in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by a few islands and then ocean. There's just nothing. It's just carefree. And happy island spirit, you know? Yeah. Like, the aloha of Hawaii is just... It it really, like, reaches deep into you, I feel like. Yeah. And especially the island I was on, the big island. Um, That's the one with, a, like, the volcano eruption happened a few years ago. Oh, damn. Um, so that was actually a really interesting experience because I went maybe two or three months before the eruption happened to the big island um, for my first time. And then this time when I went back, I stayed in a very near area. Okay. So I got to see the effects of the lava. So What was the difference? Like- oh, my God. So the craziest thing for me, and it, it, it took me a while to really get over this feeling. We went to these really awesome natural hot springs um, near this great nude beach that I love to go to. And the hot springs just barely survived the lava. So yeah. to get to the hot springs... You have to go a different route than you used to be able to because the original route is covered in lava. So to get to the hot springs, it takes a lot longer and you actually drive through kind of like fingers of lava where Uh. lava had come down and they've cut through it and built a road so you can still get to the hot springs. But it's crazy because there's about three of them and you come across them and it's just like lush jungle, beautiful, like amazing jungle. And then... 
lava, like black, like huge, like hulking lava. And it's covered everything. And you can see so far up the lava because it's just devastated and flattened everything. So you can see for miles up the, the fingers of the lava and you you pass through it and then you're in the jungle again and you're like wow this place was untouched and then you come to the lava again it's just destroyed <laughs> that's incredible yeah it's really amazing and then when you get to the hot springs you the half of the parking lot was cut off by the lava so <laughs> yeah so you park and then there's lava like hulking above you like 15 feet it's not small Jesus. It's huge. Well, I guess you said they like cut like roads through this lot. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. And some places have more lava than others just from the flow. But it was just amazing to behold that like source of nature, like that power. Yeah, I feel like nobody like that's one of the things that nobody really gets to see is like just a volcanic mm-hmm. eruption. It's the raw power of the earth. Because you can't do shit about that. Like, no, like. But but it's very in Hawaii it's very slow moving lava so they have a saying uh, the the lava is coming walk for your lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's yeah. like winter's coming. Yeah, you know, like the lava is coming. Your house is gonna get destroyed, but you have enough time to leave. So there, nobody ever dies from the lava. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> that makes yeah. me feel better. It's just stuff. Yeah. Like, it's a little hot it rocks. Sucks, but yeah. No, it's not that dramatic. <laughs> it's very chill yeah. <laughs> for lava. <laughs> if uh, So I've never been to Hawaii. You know, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing, if I could only do one thing when I go to go to Hawaii, what, what do you suggest that I do? God, only one thing? I could only do one thing. That's hard. I'm teleporting there. <laughs> I'm teleporting there. I have five hours. I'm teleporting <sighs> back. What am I doing in those five hours while I'm there? Well, if... Do you want the tourist version or what I think you should do version? I want to know what you think that I should do. (laughs) What I think you should do is go to the Big Island and see the Big Island because it has the most amazing variety of biomes there. You can see so many different microclimates, um, so many different environments, so many different animals, like... Man. It's really cool, but I should also say for for the tourist reasons, you would go to Oahu, which is one of the more northern islands, okay, and that's where like Pearl Harbor was, oh, and okay. um, you know you see more of the typical like Hawaii looking with the green jagged oh like big ass mountains. mountains yeah like the yeah. Jurassic Park uh... yeah that would be Oahu okay yeah and like the blue water Hawaii is like wild because it's it's lava it's like all this crazy stuff going on oahu is more like family friendly okay yeah so big island's the move yeah big island is big island is the underrated treasure okay hell yeah Yeah. because on one side you have the rainforest and the other side you have the beach and you have everything else too (laughs) yeah so you got everything on big island everything almost everything okay hell yeah yeah (laughs) So you are currently on like a twenty week tour across the country. Mm-hmm. What are what are you what are you most excited about? What are you most excited about in these next twenty weeks? Um, definitely to see a lot of friends that I haven't seen in a long time. See a lot of people in general that I haven't seen in a long time. Clients as well because clients are are sometimes friends. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the clients. Hey, <laughs> I'm also very interested just to see. 
how much this country has changed since COVID. Because I've traveled this country a lot over the last eight years. I've been to every major city and almost every minor city. I've done a lot of road trips. And it's already been interesting about the differences. You know, just, just seeing the country as what it is now. Oh, yeah. What kind of, like, I feel like that has to be, like, a like 20 weeks, I feel like, is a pretty serious, like, undertaking. <laughs> what kind of planning, like, how do you plan that kind of that kind of trip? Like, how, how does, what, what goes, like, are you kind of going, like, based on, like, where you want to go, like, to cities? Like, is it where clients are, where people you know are? Like, what, what kind of planning, I guess, goes into that? So, I, uh, as in the question I just answered, I have been doing this traveling for a really long time so fortunately i have a lot of this knowledge like of how to do this stuff already it is just a lot of planning like a lot of thinking what do i want to do where do i want to go and and also understanding my own limits in this because i am doing at least for the first part i've done this journey on my my own i do have a few friends joining me for parts oh nice uh later on but this this beginning stretch has been all on my own which has been awesome. I've never done something like this on my own, only with a partner. But because I have been to all these places, well, most all of these places, I am going to a few new places in the middle of nowhere. So Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the middle of the nowhere gets clover. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I'm like Montana. And Ooh, nice. yeah, yeah, I have been to Montana once about seven years ago, and I've been dreaming of going back. So I'm really excited to see it again. Um, it's beautiful land. Are you going to Yellowstone? I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be crazy busy this summer camping. Yeah. I've heard so. Oh shit! Oh yeah, man! I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure with COVID over, people are like, we we're going to Yellowstone. Yeah, a lot of places are booked out for the summer already. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, but we'll see. Fuck yeah. Um, to plan for this, I I pretty much just like look at a map. And I go, okay, where do I want to go? How long is the distance going to be between each city? How long can I feasibly drive per day? Do I need to stop in the middle? Can I make it the whole way? Um, If I do need to stop, is there somewhere else, like a city that I can go to or that I want to go to? Also, I've been able to be pretty flexible with this, which is nice. So I got to stay in Denver for a few days because I wasn't feeling so well. Yeah, and I like the flexibility. That wasn't a part of the question, but no, I mean that has to be nice. We're like, it's like it's not so rigid. You're like just yeah. doing like, hey, we're just out yeah. here fucking traveling. We'll see what the fuck happens, but you just know where you're kind of going. But I'm sure that flexibility is nice. And it's nice because I don't have to pay rent, so it doesn't matter like when I get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, free out here. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What uh, what's something you're passionate about? Uh, I'm passionate about a lot of things. <laughs> passionate about nerdy stuff like uh, i'm a huge marvel fan okay huge marvel fan marvel is way better than dc i just gotta put that out, out there sorry dc lovers <laughs> yeah. dc is so black and white don't create even get me started some enemies. <laughs> create some enemies on the planet <laughs> we can discuss this in length i really i really do you have it, a but... <laughs> favorite you have a favorite marvel movie movie uh Gosh, I would say Infinity War. I actually saw that in Atlanta. Funnily enough, I was here in Atlanta and nobody wanted to go to the movies with me because my friends aren't as big of a nerd here (laughs) as I am. So I was like, 
fuck it. I'm going to go. I like to go on opening night. So I went on opening oh, night by myself. That's why they didn't want to go. You <laughs> yeah, did the, yeah. The, the I wanted to go on opening night. <laughs> and I went by myself. And it was an awesome experience uh, just to be in the theater with it. But Infinity Wars, I, honestly, I didn't really know much about it when it before it came out. And I talked mad shit. I was like, oh, it's going to be a crossover episode. It's yeah. just going to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it blew me away. Like, it was a, a film that just kind of, like, I wasn't ready for. I is wasn't that, expecting. Is that the one where they all float away at the end? Yeah, they all die. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, well, it's not just, I mean, that was definitely a part of it, but it starts out, and if anyone has not heard this, spoiler alert, um, it starts out with the death of Loki, who is oh, a pretty shit. major character. And it's within like the first 10 minutes of the film. And you're just like, oh, oh what? Is no, he, no, is he dead not. forever? Is he come back? Is he, he dead forever? Well, they're doing like multiverse stuff now. So okay. in Endgame, in the, the next movie after Infinity War, they go back in time and get the Infinity Stones, which Thanos destroyed in Infinity War. All right. Well, technically in the beginning of Endgame, but. They get the stones back and therefore splitting the timelines. Okay. So Loki escapes in a different timeline during a situation where he was hostage. So now there's like an alternative timeline Loki, which they're actually coming about with the show in a few months. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. So much is happening. So much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I saw, you know, like Hulk Mm -hmm. saw that one. And uh, that was a while ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking Eric Bono, Hulk, you know, what I'm like that. That's the technically Marvel, but not in the MCU. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the MCU, I guess. Okay. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> R.I.P. Stan Lee. He's uh, yeah. gone too soon, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he was yeah. 90s. He's old. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Anyone who dies after 90, I'm like, you lived a good life. You're fine. Real talk. That's yeah. <laughs> Can't be sad. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, Clover, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks okay. for having me. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I feel like I always like try to start at the beginning, like how you started your sex work journey, you know? Do you feel like you can remember your first exposure to sex work at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my origin story. Uh, the origin story. Yeah. So I was living in New York City. I had just left a, a partner I had been with for a long time. And I was working as a barista at Starbucks for a while, which paid shit. And... <laughs> I was living in a, a, a room with my best friend um, in a three-bedroom apartment. We lived with two other people, so there was four of us in the apartment, and me and my best friend paid $500 a month each to, to live in this room. Fucking New York City. New <laughs> yeah. York City. Yeah, but the the pay was so bad at Starbucks that I could either choose to pay rent or eat. So I paid rent, and... Um, after I left my former partner, I was just like, I'm at this job that I really hate. I should just change it up. I should just leave this job. I don't know what's going to happen to me in life, but I should leave it. So I left it and I did like a few things that didn't really work out and I, I needed a job. So I went on Craigslist and I found an ad for a massage parlor. Okay. So, so I went to this massage parlor in the Lower East Side and I walked in for the interview and the older lady, the madam, she interviewed me and she was like, 
she told me something that I, I won't forget, but at the time I had no fucking clue what she was talking about. She looked at me and she said, you could be a high-end escort. And I'm like, okay, do, can I, do I have the job? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to pay my rent. I don't know what that means, but cool. And uh, she was right. I mean. <laughs> how, was it, how was it working at the massage parlor? It was definitely a learning experience. I there were some downsides and some plus sides. It really showed me how much men wanted to fuck me because <laughs> I had only worked there for maybe four months before I moved into full service. And God, I the turning point for me was like I made two thousand dollars one day, but I actually only got to take home a thousand dollars because I took fifty percent. And about that time, I'm thinking, well, that's not right. They, You know, they provide me with a place. Yes. They provide me supplies. Yes. They should definitely take some cut. But 50%? Like... That's a lot. I'm doing all the other work. Yeah. Like yeah. 30%? I could, I could fuck with. But 50. Oof. So I met another provider who um, was a full-fledged escort. And after talking with her, I became an escort. And she toured a lot, so I learned how to tour. Okay, and started yeah. that way. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What do you feel like the most important thing you learned was starting out? Maybe in the massage parlor, maybe in escorting. Do you have a fa- like most important thing you learned starting out? Yeah, trust your gut. I've, I have like this. It's like a thought that comes in my head, but like a premonition thought, like. That 95% of the time is right. I don't know. I almost always know when people no call, no show me. And it'll just be this thought that pops in my head. Like, they're not going to show up. And then they don't show up. <laughs> and they don't show up. And it's, <laughs> it, I just, I've really learned to trust that. Like, oh, yeah. My buddy, so he's like, he, one of the things that he's always, he's like, women's intuition is like a serious, like, like y'all, y'all know things that, that we don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Y'all just be able to just know shit. I don't know. <laughs> the wildest thing for me was I had this client that I met and I got along with really well. But when I met him, I, I just knew I would see him for only one year. And so I would see him for like several hours every time I visited his city. And then one year later, I was supposed to see him and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sick. And I never heard from him again. He died. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, one year like what the fuck what's funny because when you said that one year thing i was like oh he did he die died. <laughs> oh shit and there was nothing that would have like like he wasn't sick like i mean yeah. he was older but he wasn't like sick and yeah it was so fucking well, weird i don't i don't want to know what you think about me <laughs> it's it's not i wish it was i could summon it but it's like unbidden yeah 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 wild wild <laughs> do you feel like within sex work it's like beneficial to have someone you could talk to about your job absolutely community is so key like when i first started um i had a bad experience with somebody uh early on uh, another provider and i didn't talk to anyone for about a year like i didn't make any friends in the industry and i got really lonely yeah and after that year, I made a Twitter account and I started reaching out to people and, and that just snowballed to now, now where I know a lot of people in the industry. And I'm yeah. very, very grateful for that because there are so many people 
in this industry that are so different and have so many th- different things to offer to each other. So while I'm good at a lot of things and I can help my friends out at some things, I have friends that are good at things where I am just like a complete noob. Yeah. And and I if I need that help, I can go to them and they can come to me if okay. they need the help that I can provide. Yeah. So the sense of community for sex workers especially is very important and needs to be something that's protected yeah i always like i always like related to comedy a little bit because where i was like if i have a comedy related problem i feel like i want to talk to another comedian Mm -hmm. because they get what the fuck i'm going through like if i could explain this to one of my other friends and they're like I mean, I hear what you're saying, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't fully, they don't I get fully it. don't get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. To where it's like, have somebody that's like, does what you do. They're like, oh, I, I completely understand. I've had that experience before. And mm-hmm. it's like, just like that, being able to fucking share, I feel like it would have to be a positive thing all the time. Um, it's absolutely is. I was actually talking with my friend about this earlier today, um, who's here in Atlanta, uh, shout out to her, Ava Raleigh. Uh, <laughs> oh, shout out. Um, <laughs> uh, I was talking with Ava about uh, how we don't really have any forums for us, like private forums that are easily accessible for sex workers. You have you have little groups, you know, you have Telegram groups, you have Twitter groups and whatever, whatever. But they're small groups and the threads, it can be hard to follow things because it's it's linear. Yeah. Where like if you have real like Reddit. You can actually like see the different comment threads and read through things, and we just don't have a platform for ourselves, yeah. really. I was gonna say Reddit, but there's like still, it's like anybody I could I could comment on whatever. You know? Yeah, I mean, I have an account on Reddit. I'm a longtime redditor, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not a forum for us. Like, yeah. For. The, what do you the think? Hookers. What do you think? What do you think it would take to make that happen? Like, do you think? Uh, do you think it's possible? I feel like it is possible. It would take people with a knowledge of how to set that up. Yeah. And where to set that up. Yeah. Because of all the bullshit laws we have now. I definitely think it is possible. I wonder if Swap were to do some shit like that. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be really amazing. I feel like that that could be... Because they have the money. They have the money to... The resources. To cre- yeah. Yeah. It's to just, create something like that. Yeah. Hell Yeah. Do you feel like in companionship, do you feel like you have an average clientele that comes to see you? No, I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I see people of all shapes, sizes, colors, genders, abilities. I couldn't say that I have a one type fits all kind of client or even just a regular type. I really like the variety, to be honest, because I feel like one type of client would be very boring. <laughs> but instead, I get to meet a lot of people who have who do a lot of things. And Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, for the most part, or not even for the most part, do you feel like when people reach out to you, they know what they're doing when they hit you up to book you? These days, I feel like, yes. Nice. Because I'm well-established. Most people, I would say, like... 60%, which is a good number for this industry. That's high. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like these days, yes. Hell yeah. So, OnlyFans. You're huge on the... You got OnlyFans. Killing the game on OnlyFans. Thank you. How long have you, been, how long have you had OnlyFans? Uh, I got it last April during the, the Panini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've known about it. I, I had... People say, oh, you should do it. And I'm 
just been like, ah, oh, I don't know. I'm lazy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. But then the pandemic hit and everything I was like, well, I'm lazy about that. I'm like, well, now I don't have things to do and I actually have time. So I should do those yeah, things, yeah. right? So I started an OnlyFans and I started filming and producing and it's been great. I... I have someone now at Late Assistant who helps me with the posts because I'm honestly terrible at being a regular poster, but I give her all the content and Hell yeah. <laughs> she makes the postings and sometimes I'll put something in there myself. But yeah. 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 How do, how do you like it? How do you like OnlyFans? I like it. I saw a lot of videos through there. Um, I give a discount on my OnlyFans for my videos, so it's it's better to buy through there oh, than like many vids. Okay, so if you yeah. okay, so if you're subscribed yeah. to OnlyFans, you get a, a cheaper price than on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and also it's I don't know, people just like to buy videos on OnlyFans. Yeah. It's, it's happening. It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do uh do you have any favorite content that you filmed? Oh, for sure. Uh, one of my favorite like ones that I've filmed artistically and for the content uh is one with another provider whom i used to live with uh her name's althea adair okay she's in san diego uh shout out to althea she's amazing uh so this video that we made the premise so i had i had been doing this little porn series air quotes um called mean roommate where i am the mean roommate and i (laughs) i haze these um like women who are my quote unquote roommates, um, for some reason or another, you know, they didn't do the dishes. Yeah. Uh, this particular one, she brought home a man the night before and fucked him really loudly at night. And I was pissed about that. (laughs) So, so, uh, she comes in and I, I'm all upset with her and she's, she's like, I'm sorry. You can do what, like, I'll do whatever you like. And I'm like, great. That's what I'd like to hear. (laughs) And I just, bring out my strap on and I like make her suck it and I fuck her and like I'm just talking shit the whole time like <laughs> like now you'll know better than to bring him home and not invite me like <laughs> and I'm fucking her it's a really hot video yeah. she's gorgeous uh, <laughs> it's also very fun to make um, that one's definitely one of my favorites I just love the story <laughs> who who came up with the story me. Who's, whose idea was okay me <laughs> definitely me <laughs> how is it like just like you know you have an idea and you're like i think i can do this and then like being able to put it into action and like film it and then like edit it how is it like seeing that final product from an idea how's that uh well it can be either very satisfying or frustrating because i'm a perfectionist so if there's little things wrong with video like oh my head got cut off a little bit oh the lighting's not right oh the angle like yeah. i'll just be like when i'm doing it but but honestly most of the time it's absolutely fine and nobody notices besides yeah. me <laughs> but i'm like oh, this must be what i want it to be <laughs> have you ever have you ever shot anything and you're like ah i can't use it it's done it's 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 bad no <laughs> 
No, I've been both in and behind the camera uh, since a very young age. Okay. So I, I was a child model, ridiculously enough. <laughs> uh, I used to do theater, all this other stuff. Like I, I did film photography oh, sure. for a little bit. Like I have a pretty good understanding of this stuff. Even the the ones that I were like medium quality, I I still sell them. Yeah, yeah. I actually put them at a discount rate, and I say because it's medium quality, and they sell all the time. People love them, <laughs> so. They're like, you know what? I think I prefer the medium quality. <laughs> Some people do. They like that. And I'm like, no, I want high def. I want exact lighting. So like, I see that beautiful pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you said you uh, did theater, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a, anything, like, anything you've acted in? Oh, just. Like a play? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, in college and in high school, I've been in a few. Nice. Yeah. I'm a fan of plays. I like a, yeah. I like a good play. <laughs> I was very good at covering for other people's asses when they forgot lines. So oh, okay. it's probably why I'm good with making porn because I'm very good at improving and porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually I'll come up with like a theme for the video and I'll kind of like block it out like, okay, this is where I'm going to come in. Uh, here's how you're going to be. This is what we're going to do. We're going to kind of say this and move on to that. So I'll kind of like go through that with people. Oh, director have, shit yeah, going on. Yeah, man. I'm really in- intricate. Hey, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like that with my photo shoots too. But <laughs> it's part of the fun for me doing all of that with it. Because I, like, I have this idea and I want it to come out how I want it to be portrayed. So... Do you feel like so after like doing all this, like do you, do you like ever watch porn and you're like, you're like does is it ruined porn a little bit or like you're like seeing things and you're like, what the fuck is this angle? This is a professional goddamn company and you can't even get the angle. What the fuck is like? I can't. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But but to be honest, I've always been like that with porn. <laughs> porn for me, I can It's really hard for me to watch porn videos because I. Like the sounds, oh god! Some yeah. of these, some of these people, I just can't. I'm like you're gonna ruin my nut. Like, yeah. I can't. So I look at gifts. Okay. <laughs> I like porn gifts because uh, I I look for a specific moment or like thing happening that okay. I really like, and there's no sound. <laughs> you know, there's like, yeah, that that's what I watch. Okay, gifts. the gifts. <laughs> I know it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you got this thing on repeat. This is yeah. get the best. Yes, theme. yes. I want that cum shot on repeat. I just want yeah. to see over, 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 over. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. <laughs> where, uh, where can people find your work? You can find all of my stuff on uh, link dot tree slash clover squirts. Okay. Yeah, that's all. All, all my all links. The, all the links for the vids. Yeah, there's many vids. There's OnlyFans. I got Twitter. I got Reddit. I got. Uh, I think that's all I got. <laughs> so this is kind of goes back to the like the video editing and stuff. Do you ever find it like because like I'll do stand up and like one of the hardest parts about doing like is listening to myself. Mm. Uh, like on stage, like listening to a set. Mm-hmm. Does it ever like watching yourself back on camera or editing it? Is that like hard at all for you? Or you're like, it's, it's, you're able to separate it to where it's like, I'm just watching this person. It just happens to be me. You know, does, is it hard editing yourself at all? No, it doesn't really bother me editing myself. I find myself laughing at it a lot because I like to do a lot of humor in my porn. Nice. <laughs> so, 
So um, I've I've been actually saving uh com- like these clips from my videos that are bloopers. Um, so I plan on doing a compilation yes. of the bloopers when I have enough. Um, <laughs> see, that's what see, that's what you don't see anymore. Yeah. Like, in in general, like they used to have so many just good blooper videos, mm-hmm. and now there's no blooper vid like. I feel yeah. like I would, I would, I'm going to, you tell me. It's going to be free, actually. So <laughs> I feel like that, that deserves to be seen by the world. That'd be great. <laughs> do, uh, do you feel like you, do you ever have clients that found you first through online work and then book you? Does that ever happen? Oh, all the time. I don't, I think I've only had referrals by a handful of people, I'd say 99% of my clients find okay. me online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twitter is a big one. How do you like Twitter? How do you like Twitter? I have mixed feelings about Twitter. I used to really love Twitter because it was a place, an outlet for us where we could we could be ourselves. We could just like unabashedly be prostitutes and it was fine, but in the last few years with Sesta Fosta and everything changing, you know, it, it they've rewritten their shadow banning stuff and it's such a it's such a clusterfuck like (laughs) it's so annoying but it's still a useful tool so i still use it and i will continue to still use it until they really decide to kick us off i guess (laughs) yeah hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen hopefully but you know how things go shit just shrinks shrinks every single year Yeah. Do you feel like, so I've seen this on Twitter. It usually happens, usually at the beginning of every year, to where, like, you know, Twitter's cracking down, no more nudity on on these posts. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, like, I guess nothing really happens. Yeah. Do you think, is that a thing? Like, does did, did, Twitter crack down on, like, nudity like that? or? So what they've done is they've, it, it must be an, an algorithm, because if you post nudes and you're not engaging in, like, engagement groups, where they boost your stuff, like retweet and, and all that. If you're not in those groups, you will notice a significant decrease in interaction. Really? With your posts. Yeah. So um, nudity is still allowed, but they're shadow banning it. Oh, okay. So they're making it harder to find. Yeah. They're, like, there are ways to circumvent that. So. Do, uh, what do you like most about companionship? I like being able to meet all of the different amazing people that i have met the human experience of it sex work is how i how i describe it to people who are civilians um it i i like to say it's a very human experience a very human thing because for a lot of people it's not about sex it's about being yourself with somebody it's about basic human intimacy it's about touch being held like there's these basic simple things that we as humans need in society but not a lot of people get or have access to freely yeah definitely i think like that's what yeah that's i mean it's beautiful like yeah well yeah no like that's 100 percent. people like a lot of people just think hey it's solely a sex thing but Mm -hmm. there's so many fucking more it's so much deeper than that Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy i would say Sex is only really about thirty to forty percent of what I do. What uh, what do you like most about online sex work, like creating content? I like the the revenues, the repeatedness, like getting stuff from videos every month. 
That's what I like most about my job too. It's just the money. The money <laughs> is good. <laughs> that, that's all. I mean, it's it's a good supplement. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer one to the other? Do you like in person better, online better? What's the, what's the, what's the preference? I definitely prefer in person. Um, I'm. A, I I don't know. I like to be present with people, look them in the eyes, yeah. have like a real conversation feel their energy, be with them. And it's kind of hard to do that online. I w- I'm grateful we have online to make do with the events of the last year, but I 100% prefer in person. Look, yeah. Like, I feel like not every day at work is going to be like a good day, mm-hmm. right? What are some maybe like challenges or frustrations you have within your job? You know, it's kind of funny. A lot of the things that are challenging and frustrating for me in my job are very synonymous with jobs in the service industry okay so i frequently find myself venting to like you know my hairdresser or my massage therapist and they're like oh yeah people do that to me too (laughs) (laughs) like you know uh canceling last minute showing up like smelly and dirty and gross or you know stuff like that for sex work I feel like a lot of it is just weeding out the bullshit before you get to the real gems. Okay. That's that's probably the most annoying thing. Just all the inquiries like, hey, baby, you available? <laughs> <laughs> or just, just stuff like that. Yeah. What do you feel like are some misconceptions that people might have about sex work that you found to be false? The biggest thing for me with that is people's sense of my bodily autonomy. They think that because I am in sex work, I sell my body, right? Really, I'm just running it for a bit. Like, (laughs) you can can touch this and taste it for a little while, but it's not yours. I get it. It's mine. (laughs) Sex work helps me be more confident, more, like, not dominant, but, like, assertive. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's helped me be more assertive with things Especially with things like I don't want people to do or I don't like people doing. Okay. I have I have a much better voice for that. Like before I got in this industry, I w- had been in many sexual situations where I didn't really want to be there. But I also didn't have the voice to say no. Or I like, so I just, you know, let it happen. Like, whatever. Yeah. Wasn't traumatizing, but I just let it happen. And now I'll be like, no, I don't like this. Do this instead. Yeah. <laughs> it gave me that voice. I do like how you have on your website, you're like, you have a list of things. You're like, no, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Hey, yes, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like it's cool. Like, I've I've really liked that over the years, too, because it enables people to find me. And I know most people who find me are going to get along with me. Because yeah. they're like, they're not like, oh, nipple sucking is a must for me. I'm like, well, sorry, you can't fucking touch them. Like, yeah. don't even look at them. Avert your eyes. They're angry. They're very angry nipples. I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> I know we uh, kind of talked about this a little bit, like, before the, before the podcast. How do you feel about the word prostitute? I... I love the word prostitute. I love the word hooker. I love the word whore. I have no problems with being described as any of those and will frequently describe myself as them. I don't, I'm not the kind of person that's offended by things easily. Um, Very nonchalant, very easygoing. And I feel like prostitute, just like 
any other perceived slur word can be used by the group who's being called prostitute as a like a way to take it back like yes i am a prostitute that is what i do i have sex for money that's is what it is it's like when people try to role play with me and call me a whore and i'm like yes i am a whore (laughs) your point that's true (laughs) (laughs) i I embrace it i you maybe in the beginning i had some shame about it but i've been a sex worker for eight years now and i (laughs) i'm a prostitute (laughs) unabashed prostitute that's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Does burnout ever happen for you? Oh, for sure. I usually I I'm the kind of person like work hard, play hard. So I'll work really hard for like a few months, and then I will fuck off for a few months, and I will go to Europe or Hawaii or whatever, and just decompress and take vacation and and completely disconnect from work. Do you feel like that's vital to to have that time to where you like take time to yourself? Is that like yeah, vital to to self care? I guess. Oh, absolutely. I uh, like I said, I've been in this for eight years, so I've known many many hookers who have quit because they worked for a year or two or three. Nobody ever makes it past three if they don't take breaks, and they don't take breaks, and they just combust inside like they. Like, like I said earlier, this job is a very human one. And with that human job, you get all the emotions and energy from other people. And if you're constantly getting that through and not releasing it, clearing yourself out, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna burn out, you're gonna have a bad time. So I have given people advice before, like, oh, you feel burnt out, take a break immediately. If you are in a financial place to do it, do it. If you need to work a little bit more so you can be in a place, okay, do that, but set a date for yourself so you know, okay, I got to work X amount of time more and then I'm on my break. Yeah. Like, give yourself that because it's not, this is not worth it if you're just going to, like, kill yourself over it. Yeah. Do you feel like since starting sex work, how you view yourself, has that changed? It has in some ways. I feel like a stronger person because of sex work and I feel like my constitution is as a, a human being is more evolved. Okay. Um just through all my experiences with people and talking to people and and being with so many different people it's really enlightened me to a lot of different different like humans, different ways of living, different ways of being. Like growing up I like a lot of people had morals ingrained in me, right? Like sex before marriage is bad. Cheating is bad. All these things are bad. Like being a slut is bad. <laughs> being yourself is not bad. If if you like, well, before I was a whore, I was a slut as not naturally. And <laughs> uh, like, that's not bad. That's a good thing. And I, I learned that I could harness what I was good at. So when I was young, I never thought that I was good at, like, I would never amount to be anything. I didn't have a a direction in life. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing, just bouncing around from, like, different things. But when I got into sex work, I really felt like this is what I'm supposed to do in life. This is what I'm here for. This is my career. This is my passion. 
because it's 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 not just about providing sex to people it's it's therapy it's helping them through things sexually or emotionally or just just being there for them it's also it's also fun like it's also a great fucking time most of the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah so for me sex work really showed me that i have worth in society and i actually have a lot of value and i can contribute even though my skills are not traditional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're great though thank you they're yeah. great though yeah, yeah. <laughs> how long do you see yourself in sex work uh, i'm gonna be one of those old grannies that pulls out their teeth and give low jobs yeah yes come see me when i lose all my teeth the people get are a cheering. gum job <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't have an end end game. Uh, this is this is my career. Oh yeah. Do Do you have a thing like if if you could do one thing like do you have a like I would do this one thing if I could do it like if what would you do if you could do anything I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, I feel like in another life I would have been a florist or a botanist. Okay. Yeah, I really like plants and flowers. I don't really grow them, so I probably probably more a florist. Just arrange okay. them. Yeah. <laughs> I like to arrange them and look at flowers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have like thousands of photos of plants on my phone. <laughs> In another life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we get out of here, did you want to leave the people on any kind of like sex work related story you got for the people? Is there a story? Sure. So um I saw this guy one time in Boston, and he wore goggles. Like swimming goggles? Yes. <laughs> like the, the little one, not the one with the nose piece, thank God. I think I would have lost my shit if he one with the nose piece. <laughs> but those little swimming goggles, he brought them because I'm a squirter, and I, I, I guess he wanted to protect his eyes, which... Legit, but it doesn't go in your eyes unless they s- sit on your face, and we can avoid doing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so tough for me because I tried so hard not to laugh my ass off the entire session. This was it dude, the whole time he had him on yeah, the whole time? When he was eating me out, <laughs> he had goggles on his face. He's like, I just want to be ready. I've heard the stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that... Oh gosh, I, I get it. People have equated it to being waterboarded, but yeah. <laughs> please leave the goggles at home. I, <laughs> that's that's great. What if you had a snorkel on the side? Oh <laughs> god, get some I, air while he's down there. Yeah. I feel like it would be. I, I I would be laughing. I'd be I'd be like, oh. oh. But I guess it's so sweet. It's just like, oh, well. Thankfully, I'm really good at keeping face due to my theater days. Yeah. But trust me, it was hard. <laughs> I feel like you just come out of you come out of the bathroom with just nothing but goggles, and he's like, "I'm ready." Just dick out, goggles on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a little bit of PTSD from. <laughs> I had this client joke with me recently about wearing goggles, and I was like, "No, <laughs> not again." <laughs> I think it'd be, it's like, cause it's like you, uh, <laughs> you might have like a, like, you know, some people wear goggles and they have the imprint on their face, mm-hmm. like after mm-hmm. and then they just get home and, yeah. and they're like, honey, what, what's, what's on your, what happened to your goggles? <laughs> oh, I went to swim. <laughs> I 
got drowned. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. P- please don't bring goggles. It's okay. Yeah. You're a professional. You're like... We can avoid getting it in your eyes if I don't sit on your face. It might happen if I sit on your face. It might. I can't control it there. But, you know, otherwise, you should be okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we get out of here, you got any... You want to plug any social media for the people? Or where can they find you? I know you plugged the link tree earlier, mm-hmm. but you got any Twitter, anything you want to... Pl- Tell the people where they can follow you. Well, Twitter is Volatile Bitch, so I'll give you my website. Okay. Clovertravels.co. Clovertravels.co. People, go to the website right now. I know you're driving. Click. Still do it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Clover, I appreciate, appreciate you coming on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Take. <laughs> Listeners, we will be back later. That was my interview with Clover. Yo, shout out Clover. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. Listener, she just plugged at her website, clovertravels.co. You can also find her on Twitter at Clover Squirts. Her OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Clover Squirts. I have links in the show notes from this week. Hit those show notes, click the links, do the thing, show her some love. As always, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single Tuesday. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, if you want to hear anything talked about on the podcast, if you just want to send us an email, let us know what you think. Fullservicepod at gmail.com. I mention this like every week, ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show. So if you can, hit us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, write us a review, send me a screenshot, I will send you a sticker, and love you forever. I don't know what's worth more, my dying love or a sticker, but uh, if you write a review, hey, (laughs) you'll have both. Uh, (laughs) This has been episode 89, I appreciate you being here. What's happening next week? Oh boy, I'm feeling a solo coming on. I haven't done one in like three or four weeks. So yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like that's what's happening. But uh, hey, subscribe to Twitter and uh, you will find out. Follow us on, we're at Full Service Pod. I already said it, but I'm saying it again. Uh, hey, that's, uh, that's all she wrote. I appreciate you being here. We'll be back on Tuesday. Hope everything is good wherever you are currently located. Uh, I'll see you on Tuesday. Later. Full service.